Church, don't let anyone tell you the Old Testament is not for today. I don't care how big and powerful they are. That it's all about God's wrath and his judgments. No, it is not. It is about his holiness. Yes. We better be very careful because we better, I mean, we should be very thankful, thank God, that we live under the new covenant. Amen. But let me also say this. These are not my words. The real mystery is why God, our Heavenly Father, through generation after generation, tolerates rebellious people who commit cosmic treason against his authority. And why does he do that? <laughs> because though he is just, though he is all-powerful, He's also holy. Yes. And it's his holiness that determines his mercy and his long suffering. What does the scripture say? It says, mercy triumphs over justice in James chapter 2. Do you know that the Bible, that the words be holy occur more than 400 times in the Bible? Leviticus 20 Thus you are to be holy to me, for I, the Lord, am holy, and I have set you apart from the peoples to be mine. And then in 1 Peter, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the formal lust which were yours in your ignorance, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior, because it's written, you shall be holy for I am holy. Most of us have not done this, but have you ever stopped to consider what is involved in the slightest of sins? I certainly hadn't. I doubt you have. In the smallest of sins, I'm saying that my will has a right that is higher than the rights of God. With the smallest of sins, I insult the holiness of God, and I challenge his justice. Then we come, do we understand what it means to be holy? It means to be other, to be different than the norm. It means choosing to be like Jesus in thought, word, and deed. It means laying aside the old self and learning to be a disciple. It means treasuring the Lord Jesus more than anything else on this earth. It means being different enough that we would become like those of whom it's written in the book of Hebrews that the world was not worthy of them. I'm aware that you could go on Sunday mornings and you could find a church here in Augusta, tons of them actually, and you wouldn't have to deal with what you're dealing with this morning. We wouldn't have to go to this. It's, I mean, or you could just have a happy-go-lucky message. Or you can see how God is preparing us and setting us up to meet him because he's on his way back. God's holiness includes his magnificence, his purity, 
his superiority, his absolute and utter goodness, his unlimited love toward those he calls my people. Instead of destroying mankind because of rebellion, God extended mercy. Amen. Instead of exercising strict justice, God poured out grace on us. The points before this showed you he has a right to wipe us all out. The history of the Old Testament is the history of the repeated episodes of the manifestation of God's long suffering and mercy toward a people who disobeyed him day and night. Could it be that periodically under the Mosaic Covenant that God interrupted his normal pattern of loving kindness and mercy just to remind us of the importance of repentance, to remind us that he cares how we live, that he cares how we treat each other, that he cares deeply that we be transformed into holiness and righteousness before him? He cares. Under the new covenant, we can become so accustomed to God's patterns of mercy and grace that we begin to take it all for granted. We begin to assume his mercy and grace toward us while forgetting that the purpose of his mercy and grace is to make us holy. Amen. As he is holy. Yes. Understand the difference between justice and mercy. The minute you think that God owes you mercy, a bell should go off in your brain warning you that you're no longer thinking biblically because you see, mercy is voluntary. God's not obligated to be merciful. He doesn't owe you or me mercy. It's a free gift. Yes. that arises from his holiness. Yes. God said to Moses in Romans, for he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. The holiness of God refers to the unparalleled majesty of his incomparable being and his blameless, faultless unblemished purity. He's unequaled. He's matchless in who he is. The word holy also refers to someone or something that's been separated from what is common or set aside for God. We should stand out in a crowd. We should stand out and not blend in with all the mess of the world. That is what we're called to be. When we were born again, the spirit of holiness comes to live inside us and turns our simple lives, I love this, our simple lives into palaces for God to dwell in. Every time that you and I choose to obey the Lord, We make a decision to obey him. Therefore, those choices are a byproduct of our cooperation with his holiness that is at work within us. You see, church, being holy 
is not complicated. Jesus explained to us when he said in John 5, Therefore Jesus answered and was saying to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself unless it's something he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in like manner. How about Matthew 5? Therefore you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. What did Jesus have in mind when he used the word holy and he used the word perfect? Is there a difference between holy and perfect? Yes, there is a difference. Holy means set apart for God. Perfect means without flaw of the highest quality or standard. When God declared that the vessels in the temple were holy, it meant they were set aside for service to him. If you were to describe the vessels in the temple as perfect, it would mean they were fashioned correctly and they had no flaw. Disciples, you are holy because you have been set apart for the Lord. Amen. You're not your own. You've been bought with a price, and it's that price, the very precious blood of Jesus, that makes you holy and that's what sets us apart. Amen. You become perfect, that is, of the highest quality as you walk in obedience to the Lord one day at a time. Let's look again at what God said in Leviticus 20. Thus you are to be holy to me, for I, the Lord, am holy, and I've set you apart from the peoples to be mine. This is what God has done. He set you apart. That's what he did. He set you apart for himself. The very moment you and I were born again, he set us apart for himself. Amen. Then Jesus said in Matthew 5 again, Therefore you are to be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. So let's put it kind of succinctly here. This is what we are to do. Because you've been set apart, because you've been made holy, therefore be a high-quality disciple. Choose to be a high-quality disciple without flaw. Live obedient just as Jesus was obedient. Obedience is the name of the game. Amen. 